0: Coffee Conversations with Cinti is brought to you by influencer marketing specialists The SALT. Inspiring Positive Brand Conversations.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversations with Cinti. This is what we do. Every week we sit around in the studio. And we have a frank and interesting discussion on all things influencer marketing, and this week is no exception. I've got a special guest in the studio. Uh, she is divisional client services head for wefluential South Africa. Ma'am, please introduce yourself to our audience.
0: Hi, Cynthia, This is uh, Janae. Um, I've been lucky to be a part of the Influential team, uh, working under the Infinity Group since June 2018.
1: Oh, okay. So you're quite fresh and new.
0: Fresh and new.
1: Fresh and new is exciting. Who is WebFluential and who is WebFluential South Africa? Because I understand there is like a a defining line between the two.
0: So, um, WebFluential is a tech company that um, developed developed the technology that we use to sell to our clients. the technology we use to collaborate with brands and influencers. Okay. Um, we Influential South Africa is falls under the Infinity Group, and um, what we do is we really assist WebFluential Influential with having a client service side, so All right. assisting brands with um, their daily needs, collaborations, um, and execution mostly.
1: Okay, um, how is tech an integral part of that whole? influence our marketing space uh, in, in your in your view?
0: So we find that a lot of brands will still try and collaborate purely with themselves uh, okay. directly with influencers and what we bring to the party is that uh, we're able to collaborate brands and influencers but make sure that the right collaborations are happening yeah. so if a brand is trying to reach a female audience aged 25 to 30, we are able through the use of our technology to make sure that we give that to the client and choose the right people and not choose an influencer for the client based on who they are and that they think they're a good fit for the brand, but truly proving that the influencer is a good fit for that specific brand. We are one of 16 people in the world that have the technology The license to in the the world in the world the license to this technology. All right, to allow us to do these collaborations and make sure that our clients are essentially reaching organically the correct target market that they're trying to reach.
1: All right, so are you are you taking a lot of uh, heavy lifting off of the client's back? with this technology.
0: Exactly, so we find that there's no more room for clients to make these mistakes anymore because these mistakes are quite costly. Okay, yeah. So, number one... Guessing
1: and thinking maybe this is the right feature and then after the campaign you find out it's not.
0: Exactly. Or or they think that if if they don't do it correctly they think that influencer marketing doesn't work. Okay, yeah. When (laughs) essentially... Influencer marketing does work, we just need to make sure that we do it correctly and that we choose the right people for the client yeah. and that the client is able to um, reach organically the target market they're trying to reach um, and then obviously from a boosting perspective we make sure that we do that for them too and just make sure that any content that we're boosting is seen by the right eyeballs. All right. Um, assisting us with not only good reach on campaigns but also really great engagement.
1: Okay. And in, in, in your experience, is there growth in the space? Are you seeing a, a growth in terms of demand for, for, for your services?
0: So I see that um, a lot of brands are doing, collaborating with influencers more often. All right. I see that the, the need for collaboration is changing. So no longer is it just we want to connect a specific brand with an influencer. Okay. But we also find that brands are using influencers cool content so a lot of brands are stuck in this rut of having the same sort of creative content on their pages and you know you're looking at an average brand page having a less than 1% engagement rate on their own brand pages Yeah. so what we do is we really assist the guys with some really cool content uh, so linking them with the right uh, influences assisting them with the briefs um taking you know the pressure off of the client and simply providing them with a really amazing content that they can then repurpose onto their own branded pages right. um, making their branded pages cool and fresh and yeah. relatable to right. the audiences
1: so you would say you are streamlining the operational side for the client but also giving them more more bang for their buck obviously because that's important
0: yes yeah. so so we find that Clients that do try and do this by themselves um, often They don't understand how much time goes into it. Um, yeah, we've got a execution team that deals with these influences on a daily basis okay. um, So this is so
1: you've got a purely dedicated team that that does this yes yeah, so, right. so
0: they're the ones that are in, co- in collaboration with these guys all day every day Oof. They also understand the do's and don'ts So, for example, when you're dealing with a photographer, it's not as simple as just collaborating with a photographer, Yeah. but that you can actually um, use a photographer that will go and shoot fresh content for you and not simply use... Uh, images from his photo bank, all and right. so that's yeah. learnings that our execution team, we refer to it as school fees, have gone through, okay. and um, where a brand might want to collaborate with someone and not understand that oh, their fee might be for you know footage from their yeah. Yeah. Uh, from their bank. Yeah. So so yeah, all these learnings are things that we've done on our side, and we're able to take that away from the client, um, that they don't need to pay the school fees themselves.
1: All right, uh, how how big is your database?
0: So, we currently have over 28,000 influencers registered on the database. Okay. Um, and this number is growing daily because our execution team is also constantly reaching out to these influencers. All right. Um, you can understand that the influencers that were relevant two years ago are not the influencers that are relevant, relevant. today. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so we need to constantly be growing our database. Okay. Um, and so we find that of the 28,000, currently about 10,000 are South African. Okay. Um, and that's great because although we're influential South Africa, we're able to assist clients with running collaborations outside of the country.
1: Okay. So have you done any exciting campaigns with uh, clients in the region and maybe internationally?
0: Yes, so we're curren- currently running a campaign um, in the USA actually for Ooh, a South African okay. brand. Alright, that's huge. And uh, we actually just launched one in Botswana too. Yeah. So so okay. those are the two most recent ones. and. Yeah. It's really exciting because the content that you get there is so different and you find that these influencers, especially in Africa, are so happy to collaborate with brands. Yeah. I mean the content is just so fresh. Um, so, so yeah, the, the brand is really getting such some amazing content from those campaigns.
1: I'm, I'm seeing a huge opportunity there. Say I'm a brand and I, I want to start operations in Ghana. So using your platform automatically means I'm connecting with the right audience from the outset. So I'm spending less time looking for clients. I'm spending less money looking for clients, and I'm getting the results that I want. Exactly. So would you say that brands should always continue to to have this sort of service um, as you bring to the table?
0: Yes, I feel that you know influencer marketing can bring so much to to a uh, to a brand. Whether yeah. it be finding out if there's a need for your brand in a market before actually you actually go there, yeah. even so even there. at
1: the feasibility study stage, exactly,
0: yeah. or whether you simply want cool content, um, or whether you actually want to drive education, yeah. whatever your need may be to get people speaking about your brand, Yeah. Um, we're able to personalize those briefs for the client, and we assist them with that.
1: Alright, uh, speaking of education, there's quite a lot of, of fancy marketing words, uh, that float around in the market. Can you break down the difference between a mid-tier influencer and a macro-influencer, especially in the South African context?
0: So when I see my clients, um, I'll always say to them, I see a lot of value for, for South African clients in the mid-tier space. So okay. your mid-tier influencer is someone that's you know recently grown a nice platform for themselves, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, right. whatever they're popular on. Um, you know, they, not, they don't have, they're definitely not as much as like half a million followers So yeah. anywhere from, you know, 5,000 to um, a couple hundred thousand You know, we refer to them as a mid-tier influencer They're not, right. you know, and it doesn't have to be a super celebrity at that stage It could literally be a mommy blogger that's built up this massive following for herself Alright um, Where well, your macro guys are, when you're looking at South Africa stats there are only um, 68 guys in South Africa that have an audience of more than half a million, okay. and only 26 of them have an audience of more than a million. So, when you're looking at those stats, a brand needs to understand that these are the macro influencers are guys that can literally ask anything in terms yeah. of finances. So it's a very, very unregulated industry. So, okay, okay. Um, so on that point, our platform does assist with that. You know, it will give them a guideline of you know, what are people charging that have your uh, amount of okay. following. All right. So, when you're going macro, because there's so few of them, it's very unregulated and these guys can charge whatever they want to charge, yeah. um, but at the same time, there's a lot less authenticity that goes with it, so All right. if you're not going to pay this guy his 100000 for a post, the, the next brand will, yeah. um, and at the same time, if he posts about your brand today, he may post about a competitor brand tomorrow. Yeah. If you're playing in this mid-tier space and you choose your influencer correctly, uh, you'd find that there's a lot more loyalty in that space. So you find someone that's potentially an actual user of your brand versus just posting about your brand because they're getting paid to do
1: And then uh, at the bottom of the barrel, as an influencer, how many followers am I to have to be able to register on your platform?
0: so the platform currently um asks you to have at least a thousand influence uh, followings on your across all your channels across your channel okay or, right. well, actually it's, it's on either twitter or on instagram okay um but what we do is there's a little Comment section at the bottom okay. for you to be able to just say, Look, I'm trying to grow my database organically, um, and I'm hoping to do so in the next couple of months, so please, you know, allow me to be on your platform. Okay. Our tech team will then go accept your profile. The reason we do this is because we don't want to force influencers to go and buy followers, um, we okay. want to assist you with growing your platform and uh, by having you collaborate with brands. Okay, so, so you.
1: Don't only do matchmaking, but you also help the influencers to grow.
0: Exactly. All because right. the minute a brand repurposes a piece of content from an influencer, yeah. that influencer gets credit for it um, on the okay. brand's page. So, uh, you know, brands have a, a huge followings on their pages sometimes. Right. And so, you'll see that the influencers get a lot of it out of it too. It's not just a one-way relationship.
1: Yeah. And, and how do you build this, this quality database?
0: Because now
1: I was thinking of my thousand followers and thinking oh, this is interesting I could quickly jump onto this. How do you do you build this?
0: So I think the most important thing for an influencer is to have a an interest and To get across organically what that interest is. So if your interest is coffee, you absolutely love coffee Thank you find different ways to Speak about coffee, um, oh. whether it be the beans whether So it nothing be...
1: outside of my comfort zone Exactly yeah.
0: Whether it be the occasions that you're having a cup of coffee Whether yeah. it be the way that you like different types of coffees Yeah um, Whether it be different coffee brands or different coffee shops Whatever your interest is Make yeah. sure that you as an influencer are able to bring that across Alright um, And I think in terms of collaboration It's always good to have a variety of interests Okay so, we oh, don't right, all okay. have one interest. So, for example, we be Well fashion. I guess as
1: a human being it's impossible to just be
0: one-faceted, exactly. isn't it? You might yeah. be an animal lover. Yeah. You might ha- be a fashion lover. You might love being outdoors. Yeah. You might love hanging with your friends on a weekend. Yeah. So, if your profile is able to give me a look into your life okay. versus a selfie every day, I'm able to actually connect brands with you because I can see how your life, how, how what do you do in your daily life?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so I can see which brands are a natural natural fit for what you usually do. But if you're that's simply just posting, that's very scientific, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Because if you're simply just posting a selfie every day, how do I connect a brand with you? <laughs> how do I now get you to speak about a coffee brand? If you've yeah. ever said that you like coffee?
1: Yeah. Uh, you hear that, people? You can get paid just to be fabulous and awesome. Uh, are you happy with your penetration of the market so far?
0: So at the moment, um, our database of influencers we cover eighty-six percent of South Africa's digitally active population.
1: Okay, that's huge. That's... So what that yeah.
0: means is, as long as I know who my clients are trying to talk to as a as a target audience, yeah, I can assist them with finding the right influencers to do so. Okay. Um, so yes, this database is growing daily um, and we just need to keep doing that and keep making sure that we get the new current guys registered on the system. All right. um, because like we mentioned, the guys that were relevant two years ago aren't relevant today. Yeah, um, and at the same time, we've got this new generation, Gen Z, coming into play on the social media space. Yeah. And we need to start registering people that are relevant to them. And the guys that were relevant two years ago are not relevant to not. Gen Z today.
1: Yeah. Uh, do all the name-brands know about We're Fluential South Africa?
0: So I think we've got a big task ahead of us to, to so ensure that we grow our client database. Yeah. I think We're Fluential is definitely one of the leading social media platforms in terms of collaboration. Is there any
1: competition at all?
0: So there are and the there, the,
1: local and regional markets. There
0: are. We won't name Bash, but oh, there definitely yeah. are a few. All right. um, but we find that their execution processes, their reporting processes, their vetting processes, from a technology perspective, is not nearly uh, what Web Fluential can offer. Okay. Um, and so from, from speaking to clients and seeing clients, I can talk from experience that, you know, they'll come to me with what their problems were with dealing with other um, companies and we already have the tech to be able to assist them in what those downfalls are so uh, even if you think of like a reporting perspective yeah um we offer live reporting and Uh, there's there's no other agency or influencer marketing platform that can do that for you that you can see at any given moment in time in your campaign who's posted what have they posted how is that post performing yeah um what is working for this brand Does, is Instagram working better than Twitter is Twitter working better than Facebook and okay. so at a click of a button our clients are able to see what is working for them yeah and, and so obviously
1: they can track their their spend versus what's happening on the ground exactly. and that's quite important
0: and, and yeah. you know what that what their reach is what yeah. their, what their engagement is yeah and at the end of the campaign I'm able to sit and compare for them right why did yeah. you sign off yeah. with me and what did what did we deliver to you okay. and if you're doing that whole vetting process at the beginning of a campaign correctly, yeah. um, that's the main collaboration with your client, is making sure that they're happy with who you're choosing. Exactly. If you're doing that correctly and you're making sure that you've vetted the audience and you're reaching the right audiences,
1: yeah.
0: there's no ways that your engagement will not climb alongside your reach. All right.
1: Do, do you find that despite how awesome your product and your brand is, you still find clients that say, you know what, we can do this on our own.
0: Yes, actually this actually happened this morning.
1: Up. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, so so we right. do deal with this on a on a daily basis. It, okay. it is just one of those things that yeah. you know, clients feel that they can do it themselves. And yeah. um I mean I've got countless examples where Agencies try and do it themselves, and then yeah. it comes to the reporting, and they're like, "Oh, we need your help. Can you please assist yeah. us?" Um, because they don't have the technology and that's to another report correctly.
1: Ten thousand US dollars later, I guess. exactly, yeah. and, and yeah. then you may
0: have chosen the wrong people to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then also, we have people that, yes, some clients do choose um, amazing influencers, and I can't yeah. find fault with their strategies. All right. Um, but at the same time, I still try and say to the client, "Let me just come and sit with you," because. Yeah. You know, you might not be making any mistakes now, but if I'm able to highlight to you what potential mistakes you could make, yeah. that opens the door for a collaboration between myself and the clients in the future.
1: Yeah,
0: That the more we deal with fake followers and bored followers, you know, in oh. South Africa it might not be the biggest problem yet, but give it a couple years and people see how easy it is to buy fake followers. Yeah. Then brands are going to need our tool to vet these audiences to make yeah. sure that um, they're not making. Any mistakes in the future. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Closely uh, tied to that, what do you say is the biggest thing or advantage of having a dedicated team that solely spends its whole day? You spoke about a whole team looking at those things for hours on end. Yeah. What is the biggest advantage for the client?
0: So I think the biggest advantage for the client is that you're not going to make that mistake on your end. Yeah. Number one, when it comes to choosing the influencers for you, you know that we're recommending the right people for your brand.
1: Yeah.
0: When it comes to execution side and we're running with your campaign, clients underestimate the amount of time that it takes to collaborate with influencers. Yeah. You're looking when at a situation. Mine, yeah. You're yeah. looking at a situation where it sometimes takes you five days to get a guy's Twitter page linked to it yeah. to the platform. <laughs> um, and you know that's just something that. I'm client won't have the patience for Um, so we number one take that stress away from the client all right Um, but apart from that our execution team is experts in what they do so they understand for example a chef a chef is not just you know when they charge you they don't just simply charge you for um, posting like a normal influencer does all right a chef has different aspects to how they cost they will charge you for whether it be photography um, or they might charge you for recipe development and these are all mistakes that you as a client can make if you simply think oh I'm going to collaborate with this influencer yeah. you get a quote from them and you think that's the fee but then once you've approved them and signed off in an agreement with them yeah. they come back and say oh you wanted me to develop recipes this is the actual fee
1: so <laughs> these
0: are all mistakes that we can oh, help man. client prevent
1: yeah all right and do you think influencer marketing is growing specifically in South Africa.
0: I think influencer marketing is growing and I think it will continue to grow and um, which is why I think it's so important that a platform is there to regulate what's happening.
1: Yeah.
0: Um in terms of costings in terms of um making sure that influencers understand that they shouldn't be buying fake followers because you know it can be traced. Yeah. Um but I think the main reason it will grow is because we're looking at the generation gen z coming up Uh, and And that's opening
1: up a whole another market for brands exactly yeah
0: and um i mean i read some stats last week where it said you know an average gen z person would read up anywhere between 7 to 10 reviews on a brand Douche. before they make a purchase on a brand. All right. We need to understand that this is a generation that could easily spend 10 hours a day on their phones.
1: Okay. Um,
0: and people listen to people at the end of the day. And so exactly. if you're not using influencers to speak about your brand yeah. and in a positive way so that those 7 to 10 reviews that they're looking at is about your brand and it's positive yeah. about your brand, um, you might be missing a massive opportunity. Uh, it 's very important for brands to have their own branded opinions and marketing pages and all yeah, of that, yeah but essentially people listen to people exactly yeah. so and that 's not going to stop as yeah. a matter of fact it 's just going to keep growing um, as Gen Z gets more and more developed in their phone usage, and we actually find that Instagram is one of the main platforms where okay. um, Gen Z connects with brands all right. Um, so it's really important for brands to be on Instagram, because funny, we're still in this space where when I see clients, I'll say, oh, they have a Facebook page, yeah. but they don't have an Instagram page. Okay. Um, So that's really important for clients to also understand how important the different influencer channels are. Oh well, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: If you're trying to reach an older audience, you know, Facebook is a channel for you 100 Of course.
1: Because 10 years
0: ago, Facebook was the in thing. Yeah. But we're sitting in a situation now where Gen Z is not on Facebook because their parents are. Uh, so they're only, finding yeah, a different exactly, yeah, yeah. So if they're on Instagram, brands need to make sure that they're on Instagram and yeah. brands need to make sure that people are speaking about their brands on Instagram.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us and thank you to our guests. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Jine. And uh, I hear you're a dog person. Yes. Uh, so maybe let's go out uh, into the coffee bar, have a coffee and discuss <laughs> dogs.